Hey, Hockey Moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. When you're looking for authentic Southwest food using homemade ingredients that are fresh, never frozen, be sure to go to Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. Since 2010, Hot Tamale's motto has been homemade, healthy, and in a hurry. Made right in front of you with a choice of over 20 toppings. Each day, your Hot Tamale serves up a different special. Today is family night. Buy three burritos or quesadillas and get the fourth free. And free is good. Check out their $5 and under menu at your Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club, episode 21. Tonight we have the usual suspects with us tonight. Patrick Uncolardi Sullivan coming in from Asheville, North Carolina. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And Derek, Derek D-Train, he too, our all-around sports guru. What's up, Derek? What's up, us. And the local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Uh, hey, how you doing, man? And your host, Mark the Doctor Morley. Special guest tonight, Troy Terry, coming in from Denver, Colorado. Troy, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. So what's going on in Denver? Are you working out there for the summer? Uh, yeah, just, you know, it's nice. I don't have to get a full-time job with the whole hockey thing, so I just work out and <laughs> sit on my ass all day and play golf. So, <laughs> How's your golf game coming? Um, it's not good. I won't lie to you guys, but I'm working on it. Aren't we all? So we had, yeah, we had uh, Green, Jordan Greenway on a couple weeks ago, and he only has like four clubs in his bag, so I'm sure you do better than him. Yeah, no, that does not surprise me coming from him at all. But I'm, I, I would hope that I'm better than him. <laughs> How do you play as you get more uh, swing oil into you? Do you, uh, the swing oil help help your game at all? Does what? Sorry. Swing oil, beer. Does that help your game at all? Oh no, yeah, that, that is definitely. Um, usually, I get better as it goes because there's more of that. So. Yeah, that's why we call it the old swing oil. Yeah, I have not heard that. I like that term, though. <laughs> so who's uh, who's in Denver working out with you? Do you have anybody from the NHL that lives in the Denver area, or are you just uh, at the college? Yeah, I mean, I, I just trained back at school where I went, and um, there's me. We got a group of, like, me, Dylan Gambrell, Will Butcher, um, and then guys like Paul Stasny and Tyler Bozak, and those guys come back. So we got a pretty good group. Nice. So did you go out to Anaheim for their mini camp, or were you – exam from that um yeah i went to development camp and then uh i think i'm gonna go out some way sometime in this month and start working out a little earlier just because it's no secret that i need to to work out and get a little stronger so but i'm excited i'm ready for it you have some uh conditioning things that you have to meet when you get out there yeah there's testing and you know just basic strength and fitness testing at, at main camp so i gotta do something to get ready for it Troy, are you working with your old uh, strength and conditioning coach, Matt Shaw, out there? Or? Yeah, Matt Shaw. He's actually a, a Boston guy, so you guys probably know him. Yeah, we've heard of him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, and that's obviously why I come back is because he's so good at it. So I got a good setup going here. Nice. So have you found a place out in Anaheim yet, or are you just going to kind of get out there in the fall and find a place and settle in? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I, gotta, I, don't, I don't know how it works exactly, but, you know, I – 
obviously still have to make the team and all that. So I'm just trying to do everything I can now. And um, if I get out there and, and they like me and they still let me stay, then I'll look for a place. But I'll be in a hotel until um, or otherwise. Yeah, I'll make the team. Where where do you guys hang out when you're out there? Does most of the boys go to Newport, Huntington, or Long Beach? Where does everyone hang out? Yeah, I think I think Newport is the biggest spot to go. Huntington's nice too, but Newport's definitely the the best area. It's not a bad spot to be. That's for sure. Troy, I played lacrosse out there actually back in the day. They had uh, it's probably like 2006 now. We had a, a team in the NLL. And we played in that arena. It's called the Pond back okay. then, and uh, you know, it's a great place to be in the winter. You show up and there's palm trees and it's sunny, you know, and yeah. great weather. It's it's fortunate for you that you're in Anaheim in the, for most of the winter. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I played in Denver and then I played with Jordan actually in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So the only places I've lived, I've needed my, my winter jackets and, and all that stuff. I don't even know if I need to bring them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. You call no them or no? Uh, no. That's it. I think I don't know who started that. I think that's a Canadian thing. I just call it a winter hat, but I think it's. <laughs> I don't know if the Canadians Canadian. start that or what. I, yeah, I, I know, know what you're talking about when I hear Tukes, so but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what, so what do you call them? Winter. I just winter I call hat. them winter hats. It's pretty plain, but that's that's all I know. Yeah, they're calling the Tukes. You're fitting with the Canadians. <clears throat> so Troy, let's get into a little bit of uh, your year last year. You ended up. At, playing in the uh, Olympics that must have been a pretty exciting road for you yeah it was um it was pretty surreal it was um you know I knew I had a chance at it last summer and then you know I got there and it was I knew it was going to be cool but you really can't appreciate how cool the Olympics are until you get there and you know I was in the airport with fucking Lindsey Vaughn it was me and three other people as soon as I got there and I was stuck in the airport with Lindsey Vaughn for a couple hours so just like right away I realized that they're the real deal, those athletes, and it was it was just cool to be a part of. And you know, South Korea, I don't know if it's somewhere I'd, I'd go on vacation again, but it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about? Uh, well, I, we saw an infamous picture of uh, you and uh, Jordy Greenway and Lindsey Vaughn and uh, the dude. Yeah. What's, what's the guy skateboarding Sean guy? Right? White. John White. Oh, okay. John White. Yeah, yeah. So how I got you, there and. Um, so I was like I said I was in the airport with Lindsay for a while, so I kind of got to know her. But she's I, she I'm not sure how old she is now, but she as soon as I this, one of the first things she said to me um, was, "You're one of the college kids, right?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, she knows I'm a college." Kid. <laughs> and then I I saw her again and at the opening ceremony, so I figured I'd just swallow my pride and ask her a picture. And Jordan was with me, so I, and she was actually with Sean White right there, so it turned out for a, a pretty cool picture. How do you feel about Subban creeping on her now on your chick? I mean, at least at least it's a. I, I don't like anyone creeping on her, but um, at least it's a hockey guy, you know. Yeah, that's true. From golfer to hockey guy, she's doing all right for herself. Yeah, yeah. You're known for the five hole carry. How, you know, <laughs> that's all over the media. The T-shirts are made of you. Um, just talk a little bit about that. That was. We actually, all four of us, uh, watched that. We were uh, watched every game that you were in. That was a nail-biter. My, my fucking neck was hurting. It was such a nail-biter. <laughs> uh, just tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what was going through your head? I know some of the guys told you not to go five-hole again, and you did anyways. How the hell did that – how do you even do that? 
opens up. Uh, well, first of all, I, I didn't even I wasn't even sure if I was going to make the team. I mean, my parents didn't get plane tickets or anything because I didn't I didn't know for sure that I was going to be on the team until probably the twenty third of or three days before it started, and then wow. um, I started having a good a good tournament, and then we got to that Russia game, and I didn't even think I was going to shoot once, and then called my name i was like are you sure like i i, I, I are you sure he, you you didn't mess that up and then i went out and i scored and and then brocco i scored i think to tie it and then they scored also and then brocco scored in the fifth round to tie it again so then it went to extra and it flipped so they went first and they scored in the sixth and then i was just praying to god that he doesn't call my name because i don't want that on me to to miss and it's over and, and <laughs> Yeah, so I went out, and I don't even know what the hell happened. I've never done any of those moves before, except the first one. The first one's usually what I do, and then the the rest of them, I don't know what the hell happened. And I scored, and then the plan was to go back to Brocco for the next round, was just to give us each a shot, and I scored to tie it, and then they missed. And I got back to the bench, and I was sitting there, and Bob Motzko, after they missed, just looked at me and was like, fuck it, go end it. And then, <laughs> so... And, and no the pressure. goalie was really big, and I, I've never went backhand five-hole in my entire career, ever. And for whatever reason, I was like, i got to go five-hole again. So that worked out, and then in the finals, uh, we went to another shootout, and I figured that the whole Canadian, especially the goalie, had, had seen the shootout from the night before. So And everyone was telling me, don't go five-hole, like there's no way. And I came down, and I had a different, I had a totally different move in mind, and I came down, and I, like I said, I don't know what the hell took over me. It wasn't me shooting out there. It was like I went down and on the last one. I couldn't even control it. It just happened. I shot and it somehow went in there. Yeah, I mean, story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it was. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about now. And um, even if I, I was watching the summer World Junior thing the other day, and it, it popped up and they showed it, and I was like, it still gives me goosebumps. And it's pretty crazy that that happened. It actually went it went viral, right? I mean, you were on ESPN. You yeah. got a lot of tweets and uh, oh, yeah. everything from pro athletes. I think, did you get something for Troy Aikman? I mean, you were named after yeah. Troy Aikman, right? Yeah, I got, off, I got off the ice after that game, and I had never experienced anything like that before. My phone, it, was, it would take me 10 minutes to scroll down to the bottom of it. And I didn't even know that many people were watching. And it was just all – and I didn't really think – of how big of a deal it was while it was going on. And then as soon as I got off the ice, I looked at my phone, I realized how many people were watching and how big of a deal it was to obviously our country and, and everyone that's hockey fans. So I watched that game from it Mexico. was crazy. I watched that game from Mexico, Troy. Okay. That's not exactly a hockey hotspot. But no, I, no. I that's what I mean is we were watching it, you know, all over the planet. Yeah, no, I, I really just did not realize the magnitude of, of that situation. And I should have, but I'm kind of glad now that I didn't. It probably would have made me crack under pressure if I knew. Do you think that was kind of a turning point in your career? For for the team? Well, just, you know, make it helping you make the Olympic team and, and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, that was great for you. No, I mean, I, I started having a pretty good year before the World Juniors, and um, that's how I got onto the team. And then the whole world junior thing happened and, and it was, it was just like, I think hockey is such a confidence based sport. And I think after I had a good tournament too. So it was, it was just a combination of that. As soon as I got back from there, I felt like almost a totally different player. It's just the things I would try in games or the confidence I had to make plays or to do stuff was, 
and it's just been building since then. So I, I think that's, and obviously I think USA Hockey likes me now just because, just because of that. But um, <laughs> it's definitely a turning point in, in my hockey career. So what was it like I mean, playing with uh, Ryan Donato in the Olympics? You guys seemed to mesh pretty well there. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't score any goals. I don't know if he had any assists. It was the way it was. It was, he was a shooter, and um, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a passer. So it was, he was really fun to, to play with, and um, he, I mean, you watch him. He's a really good skater, and I, I would try and make plays. And if I got the, if I got the puck to him, he was gonna, he was gonna put it in the net. So it was really fun playing with. Yeah, it seemed like the, uh, the college guys were taking over the, the USA team. To be honest with you. Go ahead, yeah, Pat. I mean, we, we had some good players. I think. I think the college guys definitely, um, you know, brought speed to the team and and creativity and that type of stuff. But you know, it was that that hockey team is one of the most fun teams that I've ever been able to be a part of. I think my roommates in the in the village were, um, I think the average age was in their 30s for sure. I think they were all in their 30s, and it was, it was like I was their little child that they just took care of the whole time, and it was it was just really fun to be a part of. You know, just getting to that point. The college boys um, actually represented USA the most, I think. And most of the guys here from Blue Line Hockey Club agree with that. But just tell us how it is uh, winning a, a national championship for your Denver. I mean, you guys had a pretty sick team, just yeah. the atmosphere at Denver. I mean, I guess the last thing on your resume is well, the Stanley Cup, which you're going to be in the league for a while for sure. So, uh um, just talk a little bit about winning a national championship. I think that one was the most personal to me. It was I grew up in Denver and I, I had season tickets to DU hockey games and the Pioneers actually DU won it in '04 and '05 and I just remember being a young hockey player and it I thought it was the coolest thing ever and it, and it made a lot it meant a lot to me as a young kid in the Denver area just because you know hockey's growing out here but it's not it's not as big as some of the East Coast cities or anything like that and you know and and it's and it's a group of guys who the year before we had lost in the semifinals to North Dakota on a, on a last minute goal. And it was guys that, you know, you, you go to school with every day. I mean, um, I'll, I'll, uh, disclose it on here. I'm not the greatest in school. I, I, I work, I work hard, but it, it's a grind going to, it's, it's a grind going to school and playing hockey. And, and these are the guys that you, you grind with every day and, you get close with and you, you throw college parties with and you do all this stuff and um you know mm-hmm. to do something that big that big with with that group is is pretty special it was definitely the most personal um championship i've had in my career there's something to say about college athletics i mean uh, i think everybody here played college sports and yeah. there's just something about college sports that you know when you're playing for your school um yeah, you know, it's just very competitive and you put so much effort into it throughout the week and it, it, you pretty much live live college hockey the whole time you're there and you know school secondary so i mean mm-hmm. yeah no, it's awesome. and we don't we don't really have any other we have a basketball team but um they don't do too great but they, pretty much it's it's just the hockey team the lacrosse team are they good guys out there or no yeah uh, the lacrosse team is really good too so it's kind of the hockey team and the lacrosse team that spend the most time together that's that's who we hang out with the most and um so the lacrosse guys are a different breed oh I'll say that they're they're crazy, but they're they're a lot of fun, and um, that's definitely who we, the the sports team that we're the closest with. Played a little lacrosse yourself uh, back in the day. Yeah, I played probably uh, back in grade school. I had to stop because hockey got to be too much. But I I liked playing. It was good. I wasn't I wasn't great at it, but I liked it. 
Do you see the similarities between the sports or no? Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a lot of – I mean, I think that was probably the other sport I'd be good at. To be honest, I'm a terrible athlete. I'm a terrible runner. Um, just an all-around bad athlete. But I think uh, I, I'm good with my with my hands and everything. So I think that's a sport that, you know, it, it, it translates. I mean, I know I, – I hear the lacrosse guys reference having good stick skills as good, like, hands and stuff like that. I think – I think you'd have good hands in hockey if you played lacrosse. You'd have pretty good hands in lacrosse. Did you play any other sports or just hockey? Um, I played flag football when I was probably six years old. But other than that, like I said, I'm just a fucking terrible athlete. So it's pretty much just been hockey. I don't know. For whatever reason, I ended up being decent at hockey. So I just stuck to that. Not, like I'm, I'm, really the guy, not I'm the guy when we, play, uh, when we play sewer ball before games, I'm the guy that always fucks it up. So. <laughs> not quite, I'm not really quite sure how you call yourself a terrible athlete when we basically <laughs> oh, watch you me, take the, we watch you take the jack off that Russian goalie. So I'm not quite <laughs> sure how you how you yeah, I, I, a bad I athlete. I don't know how I got good at hockey, but I, I'm I'm just I'm really I mean it when I say that to you guys. <laughs> are you big? Uh, are you a Broncos fan or what? Um, no, I'm a I'm a I mean even ask. Greener. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, and, and I'll let you know it. I'm pretty obnoxious about it. I uh, Obviously, I was named after Troy Aikman, so my dad's from Dallas, so I was just kind of brainwashed that way. That's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll forget. We'll forget. Hey, Pat. Didn't uh, Pat ask you if you got a jersey from Aikman after you scored the goal? Is that true? Um. So, no. I Actually, my dad already has a Troy Aikman jersey hanging up in his in his office, and it's signed and everything. And, oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so but but I that I got a tweet from him and I think that definitely meant more to my uh to my dad than it did to me. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a Giants fan, so I won't get into too much of it with you. Okay, so I won't answer any of your questions for this. <laughs> <laughs> so hey Troy, um in all through hockey news and uh, on NHL network, um there's a lot of talk about John Gibson uh signing that big contract. Yeah. What's your take on it? I mean, he's a stellar goalie. He doesn't get a lot of credit just because of all the uh, starstruck players they have playing up front. But, I mean, he's got the highest career save average. Um, what do you think about John Gibson and his style of play? With You know more about it, John Gibson, than yeah. you do. I mean, I think it's definitely – he is totally deserving of everything that he got. He, Like you said, I think I think for whatever reason, he, he doesn't get much attention. And, um, and I don't know if it's because Anaheim is a smaller hockey market. And, you know, you got guys like Getzlav and Perry who have been studs forever. But he's he's really incredible. I, I got I got to practice. Like, when I in practice, I'd come down and shoot on it. Well, first of all, he's a guy that if I came down at least early in practice, I wasn't shooting it off a foot in the air and off the ice because I don't want to hit him anywhere high because he's a guy that <laughs> he'll, he'll yell at you, and I did, I did not want that as, after I just got there. But he's just a competitor is the biggest thing. I think he's so, like, technically sound. I'm not a goalie guy, but but it just seems so easy for him. And, and I remember my first game, we were playing Vancouver, and there was a two-on-one, and one of the Sedins made just a ridiculous sauce pass across on a two-on-one, and he got over and, and made a save with his toe. And immediately I was like, holy shit, this guy – this guy's the real deal. He 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 really is the real deal, and and he's an awesome guy. So I'm really happy for him. Hey, um, just to talk about that a little bit. Uh, two games last year, right? You ended up getting yep. two games in the NHL. What was that like playing on in the NHL for the first time? It was amazing. I, the uh, my first game. It's a it's a rule in Anaheim. You have to wear shop lockers, which 
you know, I, I do think it's, it's smart because, you know, you see so many foot injuries, but, um, I've never worn fucking chop walkers in my whole life. And the first time, the first time in my career I put them on is in my first game. So I was, I fell at least a couple times, but you know, just, just being around the team and, and how nice they were to me about it. And, you know, I grew up watching guys like Ryan Getzlav and, and everything and, and my stall got put right next to him. And, you know, just, just all that stuff was, was so cool. And my first game, uh, before they actually, I, I, the timing on the clock before the games is, is really different than college. So I, I wasn't sure how much time I had. And it turns out I had way less time than I thought before I had to be dressed. And so I was like panicking my first game. They were all yelling at me because they wanted me to go first. Um, and I knew that I, they wanted me to go first because they were going to let me just go off by myself. But I'm panicking. I, I finally get dressed and I can't find my goddamn helmet. <laughs> and and I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy I'm not gonna be the guy that doesn't wear a helmet in his first NHL warmups and um, I can't find it anywhere I'm like asking the trainers and while I'm asking them, they're all they're all yelling at me and and then I'm not sure if it's on the bench and then I go out to skate and then check if it's on the bench but I had already committed to it at that point it's not out there so I just went out with no helmet I found out that they they were hiding my helmet from me I found that out after the game. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was cool, but I, it was, I know the Sedins, um, it was one of their last couple of games because it was right at the end of the year, so I got to play against the Sedins and, and just kind of experience in the NHL atmosphere. It was pretty cool. You know Jack Rosselvick. Uh, did you see his first uh, NHL game, what he did going out onto the ice? Oh, yeah, I saw it. It was in my mind the whole time <laughs> I was walking out there, too. I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't uh, uh, pull a Jack Rosselvick. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what we should start saying now. Did you pull a Jack or Oselick? That's great. Yeah. He's a good guy, too. Yeah, he's a great guy. So just about the uh, the speed of play in the NHL, was that any different from, like, what you experienced in the Olympics? I mean, a smaller rank with the players a lot faster in the NHL than you experienced um, over in the Olympics or similar? Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think the biggest – you know, I think it's 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 the NHL. It gets in your head when you when you think about that you're playing in the NHL, and, and it it's kind of a mental thing. You just got to get over it. And but I think the biggest the biggest difference I noticed was in the corners. I mean, the guys are the guys are going home to their wife and kids after the game, and they're they're way faster and and they're way stronger. And um, you know, and they'll be mean to you in the corners. So that was definitely where I noticed it the most. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll go in the corners if I have to, but I know it's going to be a lot harder than what I was used to. Yeah, there's a lot of big guys in the uh, in the NHL. That's for sure. A lot of uh, yeah. a lot of things have changed too. There's a lot of smaller guys now playing in the NHL, and the speed has increased. So, I mean, there's yeah. there's not all six foot five defensemen anymore, which is probably good for you. Yeah, no, it's good for me, and it's it's <laughs> um, you know it's it's fun to see, and I think the hockey is is more fun to watch. But yeah, there's it, it's definitely evolving. Well, Troy, we, we appreciate you coming on the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, man. It was uh, it was great talking to you. Wish you the best of luck when you get to camp this fall, and uh, we'll be following you. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks we'll get you on here. during the season, man. You're doing great, man. Yeah. Good luck. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We'll be watching. Thanks, Troy. All right, Troy Terry with us tonight, Anaheim Ducks prospect. So uh, what do you think, guys? Pretty good guy, huh? Yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, just seeing what he did in the World Juniors, in the Olympics, he's not really a starstruck player, but give him a few years to grow, get a little more pounds on his body, get some muscle mass, let him grow into himself. 
and with those hands he has, there's silky mitts. He's going to be, he's going to be the friend. If, if they don't trade him away and, you know, because he's going to be worth some money. If they don't trade him away and they keep him, he's going to be the franchise player for sure. Didn't you find it crazy that he's calling himself like a terrible athlete and stuff like that? I mean, it's yeah. so weird to hear somebody like that that's playing at the level he is and who's accomplished what he has, and he's calling himself a terrible athlete. I just I couldn't believe when he said that. He's young. He turns 21 here soon, so he's still young. He needs a little more confidence in himself because he's one hell of a hockey player. For sure. I liked his, uh, you know, the story about winning at uh, Denver. You know, he's a hometown Denver guy, going to school at Denver, winning the national championship and bringing that home. I mean, I thought that was cool. You know, as a kid, I, I think we I had a small dream of doing something like that, right? But never, never accomplished it. So um, I think it was pretty cool, you know. That's what I got. I'm sure there's a lot of kids. I'm sure there's a lot of kids now that when they're going in on a breakaway in practice, they're pretending to be Troy Terry, going five yeah, No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and soon enough, they'll have an Anaheim jersey with his number on the back. Yeah, I mean, and just get back to the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, they got a, a pretty good team. They're pretty much uh, one of the top teams in the West Coast, especially signing John Gibson to a eight-year contract. They got a lot of old players. That's the thing. They uh, – Getzlaff and uh, Perry and um, not the Perrys from Pirates, but Corey Perry. Um, <laughs> Jingle Bell. Pretty good. Jingle Bell. <laughs> but they got an old team. They got, you know, the next two years are pretty crucial for them to uh, finally win the Cup. So, uh, but having John Gibson, signing him in, inking him in for a 2026, I think really says a lot for w- what they're looking at. And, um, He's only taken six point four million away from their cap space a year. So to have the uh, highest career save average in the league and only signing him for six point four, that's pretty big. I mean, he's the fifth highest paid goalie in the NHL currently. So he's behind Carey Price, Lundqvist, Tukaras, the Flower, and uh, Vegas. So we'll see what happens. I, uh, Pretty excited to see him, and, I, and he's going to plug away on the third and fourth line for sure. Yeah, like you said, Pat, thinking a goalie for long term, and we talk about a lot on this show and how much the goalie impacts a team. So, you know, having a good goalie, having them signed for long term, you know, that's going to show good progression for the for the Ducks. So, you think you'll still be alive in 2026? Or? Ooh, I hope so, <laughs> man. I'm a physical therapist at uh, hospitals and nursing homes around this area. And uh, tell you what, live every day like it's your last, because all you're going to do is look forward to breakfast, lunch, and dinner and hoping someone comes and changes your diaper. Um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever crop dusted anybody there? No, 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 no. That's unethical. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that, any of that stuff. Just strictly one-on-one hardcore therapy. Oh, okay. So, Mark and I were talking earlier about the uh, who's next in line to uh, win the Stanley Cup. You know, guys that haven't won the Stanley Cup. And uh, there's a couple guys out there we were talking about. You know, Joe Thornton, Lundqvist. Who else do we talk about, Mark? Lungo. Lungo, Stamkos. Who are you guys kind of rooting for this year to uh, hopefully win that cup? I know Derek probably wants Lundqvist, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see Lundqvist win, but I, I don't know. I kind of, you know, last year I, watching the Rangers, I started getting, you know, sick of 
this is this sounds stupid, but you get sick of watching Lundquist play sometimes. It's like start getting ready for somebody else to get an opportunity because I felt like he didn't have the greatest season last year. But I mean, I, I'd love to see it, but uh, just not sure that'll happen. Yeah, I think it's going to take a little while with the whole rebuilding process in the Rangers organization, especially hiring a new coach. Quinn, getting all these new um, young players. I'd like to see him go. I think my pick out of those guys, there's actually an article in the uh, Hockey News about this. It's called the Stanley Cup sympathy meter and uh, kind of has a list of players, you know, who you finally want to see win the Stanley Cup since Ovechkin just won that. I think that's what they kind of spun it off. I'd actually, my pick is Roberto Longo just for what he does outside of hockey. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's got the most wins in Panthers franchise history. He's fourth in the NHL with 471 victories. That's behind Ed Belfort who has 484. So uh, Roberto has 471. Belfort has 484. So obviously uh, he's going to take over the third spot. And uh, just what he did, he lives in Parkland, Florida where the school shooting took place. He did a lot for that school after that happened, that tragedy. And that and that's just, you know, top of the iceberg. He's done numerous things. Plus, he's 39 years old, so I could go on and on. But out of those guys we talked about, Stamkos, I mean, fuck, he's 28 years old. If he doesn't win numerous Stanley Cups with Tampa Bay, I'd be surprised. Lundquist, I mean, he just refuses to trade teams he's stuck in new york i mean i don't blame him new york's fucking awesome to play for nhl team i'm stuck on joe thornton though just because i'm a bruins fan that's who he was drafted to in 1997 and he's you know he's on his way down too but uh i'm going for roberto i don't i don't think roberto's gonna win just because they'll have a good squad to win the stanley cup here in the next he's got what another three years roughly yeah, and Thornton's been in the league. This will be his 21st league, uh, 21st year in the league. So, you know, he's also 39. He's paid his dues. I'd like to see a guy like that win a cup. You know, he's a good, hard-nosed player. And, uh, you know, he's done everything to deserve a Stanley Cup. The San Jose Sharks are a good team, too. So it's not like they, they don't have a chance of, of getting to the finals next year. Jumbo? Jumbo Thornton? Oh, he's got a sick beard, huh? How long do you think that's been going? I don't know. There's got to be food in there somewhere. <laughs> Parasites, food, all kinds of shit. I wonder if he's got any lardy spit in there. Make some good beer out of that yeast. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how they grow those beards like that. Fuck, I can't go three days with a long beard. It's too itchy. Let me tell you, if I was going for the Stanley Cup, I'd have a fucking beard. Oh, fuck, you can't shave it, right? Why would you? I'm supposed to. We have uh, Mike McKenna came out with those pads. Did you see that? We talked about that the last time that he was on the show. Oh, uh, super nice. I his, like those. Asked his fans to help him design his pads for the Senators team. So They're very that was pretty cool. sharp. I like the straight lines on them. I thought they were cool. Yeah, check out Mike McKenna's Twitter page if you haven't seen that yet. That was pretty cool. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes the uh, emblem. You know, like the, I'd put the Senators right on the pad. So when you stack them or put them together, it shows the uh, emblem or whatever. You know, that's kind of, I was hoping you'd go something with that. But 
this Padsy pick were pretty cool. Uh, I think his his first tweet that came out that he he wanted them actually kind of plain, nothing too extravagant. So they're pretty cool. So what do you guys think about the West Coast Conference for next year? You got a pick? Who's going to come out of that sleeping? I think Calgary's going to be pretty good picking up James Neal. They made some moves in the offseason. They're not a, the best team in the conference, but they might be a sleeper. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't know who's looking yeah, good. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, Vegas. going to do? You know, after a season like that, you know, that's going to be tough to rebound. The second year in the league, trying to come back and get to the playoffs. Everybody's comfortable out there. I mean, I know we, we're going to keep saying this, but I'm really excited for this NHL season. I, it seems like even in the Western Conference, I have a lot more reason to stay up and watch that late game now. Arizona, you know, Clayton Keller, he's been on. Uh, Troy Terry, Anaheim, he's been on. You know, Minnesota, there's uh, a lot of teams to watch, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, our broadcasting on the East Coast, sometimes we don't get to see some of the West Coast games, but usually they have a Canadian game if you get CBC. Hockey in Canada, they always have the West Coast game after the Maple Leafs of the Canadians game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You you know Winnipeg's going to be good again next year, too. I mean, it's a pretty young squad. It's uh, it, it's I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure at this point in the season, all these kind of uh, – you start talking about predictions and stuff like that. I watch it in the NFL, too. I just think it's abs- – I mean, it's fun to talk about, but it's just so stupid to talk about, too, at the same time. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean – you never, you just never know. You don't know what kind of young talent is gonna, you know, influence that team. You don't know. Uh, you just, you just don't know how injuries are gonna affect teams. So it's, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about. It's, it's highly kind of ridiculous. But uh, you know, you, if you look at last year, you, you pick kind of Winnipeg, you know, Nashville, um, those kind of teams, you know, are gonna come out of there probably again. And uh, you know, Chicago's always strong and, and stuff like that. So it's just wait and see, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they could go team by team and say something about each of them, though. Either Chicago, just the history, Colorado, they were in the playoffs, Nashville. When it gets closer, we can go team by team and actually say something with uh, some specificity. Way too specific. So, <laughs> the, uh, the coach of the Winnipeg Jets, speaking of the Jets, he was also on that uh, Stanley Cup, Sympathy Meter. Uh, Paul Maurice, he's 52 games, 52 victories away from 700. And, uh, you know, he's been in the league a long time. And they're one of those guys that are talking about taking over uh, Barry Trotz's baton from uh, not getting a cup yet. So he's going to be itching, itching to get his turn in the Stanley Cup. That was also talked about. Also, the GM from the Predators was on that list, uh, you know, not, not getting a cup yet. Been in the league a long time, created a lot of good teams, but still hasn't got that cup. So not only the players, but some of the coaches and some of the, the GMs, too, on that list of trying to get their first cup. Yeah, I mean, Maurice at the Winnipeg Jets, he was, uh, he's was he been in coaching for a while. He actually uh, he was at Carolina, got fired. I forget where he went. And then he got hired back at Carolina got fired again for the second time, actually went to the KHL for a year or two, and then Winnipeg signed him as the head coach. So uh, he was actually a pretty good hockey player. He took a stick to the eye, ended his NHL career, so he got into coaching. But uh, 
it's hard for me to vote for a coach or a GM or upper management. I'm always going with players just because I was a player. I don't know, things like that. But West Coast-wise, I think I'm looking at St. Louis to take it over over there. I mean, they just got David Perron. The Blues were 24th in offense in the past season in the NHL. And then they add David Perron, who's just nasty. I mean, last year he had 20 goals, 50 points in 82 games. And then on, on top of that, Vegas – like we said earlier, coming out of the last. I mean, all those guys are comfortable now. Fleury's got a new contract. He's comfortable. The new arena, they're used to that. They're used to walking in there, feeling the vibe, feeling the uh, the pregame show, um, everything that goes with to just getting used to the coach, the upper management. And then you add Paul Snazny to that who's just, you know, a 32-year-old, signed a $6.5 million contract with them. And he was nasty, so that's pretty big for Vegas to sign that. And then you guys know I got a hard on for the flower, and uh, he, he's, he's just a brick wall between the pipes for them. So I, I think mean, the only thing about Vegas, though, Pat, is this year, I mean, they're not going to take anybody by, anybody by surprise this year, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, last year they kind of came out of nowhere and, this year, people are going to, you know, they got a target on their back this year. So it's, it's not going to be a, a situation where they kind of come out of nowhere and it's this Cinderella story. You know, this is a team that people are going to be watching out for. So it might be tough for them to kind of repeat a season like last year. Puts a lot of stress on them. Yeah. Make your neck hurt. Makes your neck hurt thinking about it. <laughs> well, boys, another good podcast. Uh, Troy Terry with us tonight. We also have some. We're supposed to have Brianna Decker on, but she had some priorities where she's coaching now. So she's going to be coming on in the next couple of weeks, I think two weeks from tonight. So look forward to that show with her. And uh, I told her, uh, I told her not to go to rumors. There's nothing good happens at rumors, but uh, go to, <laughs> go to zigzags and uh, Lake Placid Pub and Brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she's faring all right up there. Good times <laughs> at all those places. Yeah, for sure. So we're also going to get into some fantasy. So, folks, get on our Facebook. Let us know if you want to join our, our uh, fantasy football, fantasy NHL teams. Get on our web- website. We'll have a link for that shortly. And uh, check us out on Twitter as well. So until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. See ya. Yeah. Sweet out. Sweet out.